What's going on? Welcome to the Survivor Analyst Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Mims, and we're back recapping episode four of Survivor 42. Join with me here, as always, Dustin King. Hello, hello, hello. I'm her. Uh, I have schoolwork to do, but podcast is more important. Hashtag podcast is life. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know what, Dustin? I started a new workout routine. You want to hear about it? Um, is it to gain muscle or lose weight? Because if it's to lose weight, Josh, you don't, <laughs> you, don't you don't need it for that. Now, I think we already discussed I was I would be a part of the skinny dude alliance. Oh, so. that's true. That's yeah. true. Right, sorry. <laughs> but right, yeah, so you trying to you trying to join? Um, yeah, Jonathan oh, and, yeah. and the buff dude alliance. Yeah, from the scale of Romeo <laughs> to Jonathan, I'm trying to work my way to the Jonathan <laughs> status. Become Goliath, yeah, if you will. So, I, yes, yes. Please inform me. So I wake up, you know, and the first thing I do is do a hundred push-ups, and then a little bit later on, I go hike up a mountain. And then if I don't think I've made it up there in the right amount of time, I'll just force myself to hike it up three more times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, that's my just daily routine. Okay, that's cute. That's cute. Where have I heard that before? <laughs> I don't uh, know. When, when did you start this? Was it like Thursday after you got hit yeah, with some inspiration? Know, it, it was, you know, I, I just thought that was a good workout routine, you know, mm-hmm. the Jonathan workout special. <laughs> Lord. Hey, listen, that's also going to have to include your diet, you know, start eating more protein so you can actually build muscle. I think I don't know anything about dieting. I should. I need to. But oh, well. Oh, so before we get started, I mostly just want to give a shout out to Survivor Michigan real fast. They as of recording on the second um they are dropping like the trailer for season five of uh, Survivor Michigan, which is like an all-star season. So just want to give them some love. Looking very much forward to that. Um, sadly, things didn't line up where to where Josh and I could do like a separate episode on it. But did want to go ahead and give that a shout out while before I forgot. I'm I'm interested in it. I think it's going to be like a trailer slash cast reveal type thing. Mm-hmm. So. That'll be interesting. Should we tell them the April Fool's thing? <laughs> now, Josh has a very funny story to sh- share. <laughs> funny or embarrassing? Uh, it was funny from my perspective. <laughs> yeah, so yesterday we went out to, like, the whole lab crew went out to eat for one of our friend's birthday, and we were all sitting there, and I had a little bit of time, so I was like, I just glanced at my phone real quick, and I seen, oh, man, Survivor Michigan just posted something, like, let me just check it out real quick. And, you know, and so, I mean, this was like the perfect scenario for this to happen, too. So I like just clicked on it. I was like, oh, my, like, I realized, like, oh, they're just like going to do announce the cast maybe one at a time. And I was like, okay, they have like audition videos. Okay, cool. So I'm just going to like skip ahead a little bit and just see who it is. So I skip ahead and I see Cat. I'm like, oh my God, really? Cat? Are you serious? Like, I was like, didn't Ian tell us that we, like, she wasn't even going to be on All-Star season, like, of all people, Cat, who didn't even know anything about Survivor? And so I was like, what in the world? Like, and I even went back and, like, watched it again, like, fast forward it just a little bit further. And I, did, I was like, okay, well, maybe it's just, like, introducing Shannon. Because I like, Shannon's definitely going to be on All-Stars. Like, maybe this is just, like, a, kind of like a... You know show cat first and then here comes shannon and i didn't see her i was like well maybe it is 
Cat's going to be on the All-Stars. Like, this is ridiculous. So I send the leak to Dustin. And I'm like, oh, no. And he's like, he's like, la- he just sends like laughing. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> And I was like, can you believe this? Like, I was like, I can't believe she's on All-Stars. And Dustin's like, did you watch to the end of it? And I'm like, oh, crap. As soon as he sent that, I was like, oh, crap. It's April Fool's. <laughs> and so, yes. I went and watched the end of it. And I'm like, ah, oh, Damn, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I was like, "Dang it!" Hey, at least at least it worked on one person. So yeah, good job to whoever put that video out. I feel like this April Fool's. I've been like any other April Fools. I've been like super cautious, been able to catch everything. But this one, I just been like so distracted or, or something, and just was like so gullible this time. I fell for like half of them. So. <laughs> uh yeah so and that was our um uh lrg corner um but uh, about survivor michigan so now we're going to go get back to cbs survivor to the people who may not be as interested in that stuff yeah so let's get into what i think is the main story coming out of this episode and it has to be hands down romeo's star hoodie because that thing was nice his, his what? His star hoodie. You didn't ever see that? I wasn't paying attention to what Romeo was wearing. Oh, my God. That was the only thing I could pay attention to during that whole tribal council. I I, it, I just, like, last tri- that tribal was the first time that I, like, noticed he even had it. And I'm starting to think, like, did he have it during that first tribal council? Because I don't remember seeing him wearing it around camp or anything like that. And when I saw it, I was like, oh what when did he have this did he have this the whole time and it looks so cool like i gotta get one i mean the dude uh he was he i know he works with pageants and stuff like that so he's got style yeah he's got he sure style. Does. so but no i i definitely did not was not paying attention to that <laughs> um i was more so like kind of honed in on what was actually happening in a tribal council josh yeah so smh Rest in peace, Swathy. Well, not that she's dead, but, you know, Jeff Probst... <laughs> Jeff Probst did say the Tribal Council was a place of death. So, you know, I, there's some some connection there. So what you're telling me is, is that everybody who gets voted out whenever they come back to the, um, to the reunion at the end of the season, they're actually all just robots um, who CBS has... Uh, developed and controls and are really, really human-like and that the people who actually vote at the end of the season are these robots and it's all rigged. That's that's basically what you're telling me. Yeah, I mean, Jeff Probst said it himself as a place of death. So. Dang. The Swathy. conspiracy has has, <laughs> has started. The truth. We will get the truth, Jeff Probst. So... What do you think was the downfall of Swathi in this episode? <laughs> well, um, shout out to uh, Eric Reichenbach. <laughs> he, he did a uh, doodle drawing, whatever he calls them, um, of this episode. And uh, Swathi, he drew Swathi as like, why don't all of my number ones trust me? <laughs> So that was that was pretty much it you know she she ended up spreading herself too thin i think um and the wrong people started talking right and it was um ultimately came down to um 
star hoodie guy. Like Romeo. Romeo. Uh, came down to Romeo, like bringing it up to to the other tribe uh, people members, tribe tribe mates. I don't know the proper words for those. Um, about how she was telling, uh, she told him that he was her number one, and then everybody else started like, "No, she told me that." So she kind of played herself. Um, DJ Khaled. Yeah, I think. <laughs> The whole Ika tribe in itself is just a hot mess of people who can't keep their mouth shut, people who just just tell everything, and then they don't trust each other, and then they're trying to one-up each other, and it's just, it's just a whole mess of chaos. And so I feel like Swathi's big thing was that she just... I think she told tory a little too much information because then tory ran to um, roxroy and was like hey i know that drea has that extra vote they're planning on getting rid of you so or, or no not that but she was like saying how you know drea she's keeping the she's keeping this secret from you she has this extra vote yeah um, and you would think like that would be like oh crap she is keeping a secret from me but yeah. then roxroy i don't the dude's loyalty is like on another level i don't understand it at all like i'm ready for him to be buttered out because he is starting to get on my nerves but it's just nothing that he's doing makes sense to me i feel like he's playing too much with his heart right at tribal council he started to give the feel-good speech about swathi and how how she's opened up and blah 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 blah. like he was trying to convince everybody to not vote for her or something or to like put a nail in the coffin for um Tori, listen, I do the same thing with other TV shows. I'm really bad at it. I'm you might sorry. be like this dude in um, Survivor um, 24. His name is uh, Tarzan. He had nominal aphasia, which was like he couldn't remember people's names. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm hot. I, I, like I, I feel like I've watched this season with Tarzan in it. Really? Maybe. I don't. That, I know that I knew that there was a player named Tarzan on Survivor. Yeah. So, anyways, anyways. Um. So I've. I don't understand Roxroy. Right. He. I just. I don't. I don't get it. Like he got blindsided technically, um, because he still voted for uh, her. Um. So I don't. I don't. I really. I'm just confused by him mostly. I don't know how people were putting up with him. Like, I think personally, I would have rather have kept Swathi over Roxroy because getting bitched at the whole time while you're doing a challenge and all that stuff that can't be good for morale, right? It's it's like the whole the the memes where me as a boy with my dad while fixing the car just yelling at me and then like tears are in your eyes. Like that's that's what I feel like. It, it's, it would be like being on, on a tribe with Roxroy, and if you're not doing everything exactly his way, and that's only just going to bring morale down. Even if he is like physically strong, I don't think it's worth it. And I don't really know that he's contributing that much to challenges. Yeah, I know. Like it was really frustrating when you were see, like you're seeing him with Romeo and. And he's just like telling him exactly how to do it. Like, just let the guy, like, Romeo's actually doing it. Just let Romeo take care of the fire. You ain't got to micromanage him and tell him exactly what to do. If you knew how to do it, you should have jumped in there and done it yourself then. Basically, basically. But no, like, for real, it, it, 
please, please, please let Roxwell go home next episode. That's that's what I want. So for the third time, we see somebody play the shot in the darkness and still not, not safe. safe. So do they each time that it's played? Do they like refill the bag completely? Okay, so it's not yeah. like after everyone that gets drawn out, like the, their odds increase. That was one of the biggest gripes. I think people were talking about like, why won't they do that? Why don't they just like more like as soon as it's like been played, then wh- why not keep them out? And then it just increases the odds of somebody. Yeah. So. Yeah, I feel like that would be better TV. Like you could even break it up like per tribe if you wanted to, right? Yeah. You know, there's six in here per tribe. After each one, the you know. All right, we're going to leave it out. And then at Merge, it, I don't know how you figure that out, but I'm, I'm not that smart. But, you know, I, I would like that. I mean, make it more more and more viable as the game goes on if other people have played it. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, so it was basically Tori versus Swathi in this tribal council, and they were both, you know, Tori was beating the drum like, yes, yeah, Swathi, she's going around, she's, you know, telling everybody everybody's secrets she's telling everybody that they're her number one she's got y'all wrapped around her finger playing everybody and um, yeah it was crazy too because at the very start of the episode they were they were like all right we're good yeah and like i i genuinely believe swathi actually wanted to work with tori um but then she saw the writing on the wall so do you think it was a bad idea for tori to go to roxroy and tell that information i don't know because she has to get an extra number, I right. think. Right, right. And it really, it almost, it, her mistake came back to bite Swathi in the ass, basically, because Swathi ends up telling um, that that information, and then um, that kind of leads around. But so the whole thing was like, all right, well, Swathi and Tori, they're good. They want to get rid of Drea, but they have to have an extra number. And I, I think it's a good thing that Tori was like, all right, I don't want to work with Roxroy, but Roxroy is our best bet to kind of sway him over to get rid of Drea. And I'm wondering, like, why not Romeo? Uh, Why couldn't Romeo? Why why did they not think that they could sway him over more than they could Roxroy? Yeah, let me think about it, because I didn't even consider that. I felt like maybe it's just kind of unspoken, because there hasn't really been that I can remember any like moments that I feel like point explicitly to Romeo and Drea being like, you know, super tight. So yeah, that's, that is a good point. I guess I just assumed that it was just kind of understood watching the episode that they were just 100% going to vote together. That, that is a, that is a good point because I think that by this point, Roxroy has definitely shown that he is undying, his undying loyalty to the people that he's with. So yeah, that I guess in hindsight, that definitely was, he really wasn't the best person to try and switch yeah. over. I think in her eyes, what was going to happen was that, Oh, she was going to reveal that Dre has been keeping this extra vote for him. And he's going to feel betrayed and he's going to be with her. Right. Which yeah. is, you know, that's fairly standard feelings. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure he did to some degree. Yeah. Yeah. Those, so those are definitely standard feelings like in past, survivor uh people have told that and then they're just like super butt hurt about it which i don't really get but uh, you know fair play to them i guess that's that's how you feel so in that respect i can appreciate rox roy like maintaining his loyalty it's just 
the, the, the man's just super annoying. <laughs> like that's that's my main gripe with with Roxroy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Do you think it would have it would have gone better if Swathy had been the one? It might would have. It might. Or, or at least, at it, least, it definitely seemed like he had something out for Tori. Like I don't just trust her. I don't even if this even if she is telling the truth about this. Like I just don't. I'd rather trust Drea, who even kept that information from me. I'd trust her even more than Tori, who was trying to at least give me a heads up on it. Yeah. Yeah. So like. So Swathy, or at least the two of them as a pair, right? Go to talk yeah. to Roxroy. So you think she should, she should have like talked with Swathy about it first before just like divulging that information, which I mean it ended up working out for her because she didn't go home. But still, kind of kind of sucked for Swathy. So I wonder what Swathy was planning on doing then, because if she if she was on board to voting out Drea, and by that point. Which I don't, I don't really know the timeline of like when all this is happening. So I don't know if like they had just decided on this and then Tori went and immediately started trying to talk with Rock Troy, or if it had been a few hours or what. I wonder when Swathy was planning on making her move to try and get somebody to join them because they they would need that, right? Um, she's smart enough to do math, you know. If Roxroy and Romeo are both with Drea, then she doesn't have the numbers and she's wanting to work with, like, somebody's got to flip. Or was she just not really 100% serious about working with her? Yeah, it's interesting. Like, what was it that, I mean, I guess because they thought, like, Drea was so in control that she wanted to be number one. And to be number one, she had to get rid of Drea. I think that's why, well, why not? In my mind, it was like, well, it seemed like Drea really trusts Swathi, so why not just roll with Drea? Because at, at the beginning of this episode, it was almost a hands-down consistent, like, let's get rid of Tori. That, I mean, it was almost like, okay, it's given. If they go to tribal council, Tori's the next one gone. But then, you know, word got around. Romeo was asking Tori, and, and they were like, oh, yeah, Swathi's been revealing all this information, and then they found out, like, oh, She's number one. She's my number one. You're my number one. She's been telling everybody that we can't trust her. Yeah, but through all that though, <clears throat> whenever Drea and Romeo were first considering Tori, uh, um, Drea was like, "Yeah, you know, I, I really kind of wanted to work with uh, Tori." So that makes me wonder, right? If if they had because she, Drea herself was like, "I was even considering like an all girls alliance, that kind of thing." If if Tori and Swathi or just Tori went to Drea first, if they could have like swung getting out, you know, Rock Troy or Romeo, because I feel like Drea probably would have been open to like getting rid of Rock Troy if they wanted to go with the all girl thing. Yeah, because that was the whole thing. That's why Drea told him about the extra vote. She was like, yeah, I want to get this girl thing and to kind of like solidify it. I'm going to reveal that I have this extra vote to you guys. And um, it felt like Swathi at that tribal council, and she might at that point have known, like, oh, the writing's on the wall. I can tell that. I mean, obviously, she could tell that they were going to vote for her because she played the shot in the dark. But it also seemed like she was really frazzled trying to get control over it and try to really throw Tori under the bus. And Tori was kind of just calm and, like, you know, she's just projecting her paranoia onto me and she's saying that i was the one trying to target drea when I, and it was really her ideas and she was just like really calm about it 
And I felt like that was something, another reason why people were going to go with Tori over Swathy was that uh, Swathy seemed just a little frazzled. Yeah, I would, I would, I think to a point that um, I would, I would agree with that. But also, right, I don't think that's something 100% that you can buy into, right? Because there are plenty of examples of people who, um, when put in a hard position, they they don't deal with it as calmly as other people, right? And their demeanor may come across like they're working really hard to prove a point and hoping that you believe them because it, you might believe that they're lying or something. But that's just them as a person, right? Uh, if th- does that make sense? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, just because um, Tori was able to maintain her calm and Swathi wasn't, you know, maybe that's maybe that's even a bigger red flag to that Tori is a bit more dangerous than what people are giving her credit for. If she can maintain her cool in a situation like that, you know, assuming she is lying and you can't tell, that's dangerous. So, I mean, Swathi definitely was lying in that case, but, you know... I think Swathi's argument really wasn't that great, though. Like, I remember listening to it, and I was like, yeah, I wouldn't believe this if I was there. So, I feel like maybe she probably could have rehearsed it a little bit better. But I don't. I really don't know what she could have said differently to change people's minds. <laughs> Alright, so, I think we covered that pretty well. Let's talk about another thing is about this. We see this through line between we had a reward challenge here and we had this immunity challenge. And the through line was, you know, Taku's blowing everybody out because of Jonathan. Jonathan's just beasting out all these challenges. We've seen him in the last episode just basically run that challenge. And uh, when Taku won that reward challenge, Jeff asked uh, Tori, and Tori's like, yeah, we see that Goliath over there. Jonathan was like, well, you know, it's just because we're a tight group of four and, you know, we just have great chemistry. And I think to Jonathan's credit on that is like, it was a group challenge. It wasn't just like him running that whole reward challenge anyways. It was like they all, they every one of them had to make a ball in the hoop and every one of them had to weave in and out. It wasn't like he did all that by himself. Yeah. Uh, that and um, it was very subtle on his part but he he was definitely trying to push away the whole big goliath um comment because back at camp he was like yeah i heard her say that and that like put him on edge a little bit because that's an immediate target right he i think his words were something along the lines of you know i realized that i'm a big meat shield or something like that yeah i think he's seeing it as like well now people are going to keep me around because i'm a meat shield yeah, potentially. Yeah, it's either huge threat or people are going to want to keep him because he's a meat shield. Yeah, and I don't, which, I mean, if people view him as a meat shield, then that could play to his advantage, depending on his plays later in the game. So, I don't know. I I didn't understand why everybody got up from his tribe, we got Omar upset. Omar and Marianne. Yeah, why they got upset with him about <laughs> saying that. Yeah, that was the big, that was like the stupidest thing ever. Like, oh, really? I'm so mad because he told us, like, obviously y'all going to be close. You've been on the same freaking tribe for this long. Yeah, I don't, yeah, that's kind of stupid. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't, I was just kind of less speechless. I was, why? That's kind of a stupid thing to be mad about. 
yeah. mean, people are probably going to assume that anyway. So why are you, you know, if once Merge gets here and if y'all are the majority tribe that's left, they're just going to assume y'all are close anyways. I mean, and then at that point you have an opportunity to prove whether or not that is the case or it's not, you know. You can be like, uh, actually, I kind of want to work with you guys more, or, hey, I want to stay. I mean, you're going to show that one way or the other. So, people are probably assuming it anyways. Yeah. Get, get over it. Let's, get off, my boy. Stop it. Did you notice that high also referred to Jonathan as Thor? I did. I did. <laughs> and I was like, yes. It is now canon in, in uh, Survivor lore. Yes. My boy looking like Chris Hemsworth. Uh, Marianne also said that, man, Jeff really undersold the size of these fish. And they were like giant fish, too. But also kind of remind me of back in 41 where uh, Xander was like, Jeff, he undersold the hell out of this stew. And I was like, well, Jeff has a whole history of underselling his rewards. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, So I'm still waiting on it, Josh. The pun? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm waiting. But, yeah, so between the reward challenge, you had the reward as the fish, and then in the immunity challenge, it was the fish puzzle. You know, this whole episode was just fishy, you know? Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. That uh, was the best I could do. Uh, it sucked. It sucked, <laughs> but it was the best I could do, because I was like... I. I a lot of these puns just come naturally when I'm like rewatching it, and this one I was like, I'm struggling. <laughs> that was honestly, it was. I can tell you were thinking about it, like, and it was coming off the top of your head right then, and um, that probably made it a lot funnier than the previous ones, even though <laughs> there was a lot less thought. Let's take a look at this immunity challenge because, man, uh, <laughs> Jonathan, I mean, you might as well have strapped a motorboat to that dang thing because him just swimming, they were like, <laughs> I think it was like, <laughs> he, he left her in the dust. <laughs> he was dragging Mary in along with him. She was swimming beside the boat. <laughs> And then for the Vadi tribe, they had um, Lydia trying to jump and get the keys. She jumped maybe like a half a foot. She could. She was too short. Oh my God. Okay, hold on. Hold on. It's, it's not that funny. It's not. It's just, it's that ridiculous. Like, it made no sense for that man to, to be able to pull that boat and two people on it that fast. Oh, goodness. I thought Omar, during that challenge, was going to uh, end up costing them something. Because, all right, he, he jumped off, he grabbed it, and he let it go on the way down. And as he was swimming towards it, he kept, like, pushing yeah. it further and further away. But that was not the case. Yeah, and so the Vadi tribe was got behind because Lydia couldn't get the key. And, uh, you know, I had Daniel on that sideline saying, hey, you know, that puzzle is the equalizer. Which and is sure true. enough, it turned out to be the equalizer because, you know, Lydia, she couldn't get the keys, but she did put the puzzle together, or at least helped to put the puzzle together. And they came back from behind and beat um, the Ica tribe. So... 
could they not have just sent up um, Chanel, right? Yeah. Could they have not just sent Chanel up twice in a row? I I don't know. I think maybe she just had a cycle cycle through them, but okay. Well then, Leah really should have just like climbed up super fast and jumped off. Yeah, yeah. Let's get into the fallout from the previous tribal council. Daniel comes back from tribal council and he's like, "You know what, guys? I know there's a lot of people mad at me, but you know, I'm just I want to go to sleep. We'll talk about it tomorrow." And then Chanel was like, "Hold up, he's like that might be how you do things, but I want to talk about this now." You know, Daniel. You threw me hard under the bus. Mike, he told me about your idol and that you couldn't vote. And then Mike was like, what? Daniel, you rap. You're going around telling everybody that I have an idol and I can't vote. Yeah. And, you know, what's crazy is, is that during one of her confessionals, Chanel was like, yeah, I did. I did come up with the plan to vote Lydia out, but I'm not going to tell everybody that. So uh, I felt I felt very justified in my opinion from last episode once i saw that and so um it definitely then we see hi talking to mike and they kind of bond over that and it was like and even in that immunity challenge when they were freaking swimming with the boats they were like having their little bro hug on the side like hey man we just did that we just pulled that freaking boat yeah 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 um i wonder because Mike, I feel like Mike is probably going to be a better social player than than what we're giving credit for. Um, I think he's probably he has he's not super intelligent, um, or at least hasn't made the the smartest plays so far. Or at least with the information that he's shared with people and all that. But he definitely comes off like a big teddy bear, and I think if he leans into that, he could probably keep himself around just straight off of social game for a little while. Which he's going to need to because he can't vote. And then um, she said the whole thing again. Yeah. The, the phrase, and Mike just looked at her like, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> yeah, uh, everybody, uh, you know, um, so I thought it was kind of funny that when they come back, you have Chanel, she's like, Daniel, you betrayed me. And Daniel's like, Chanel, you betrayed me. And then you have <laughs> Mike, Mike's like, Daniel, you betrayed me, telling everybody this. And then High's like, listen, y'all all betrayed me, other than Lydia. <laughs> true enough, true enough. It's like, dang, all yeah. y'all sit down. He's, yeah, he's like, y'all are all sitting there raising and fussing about each other. And hell, I was the one that got blindsided by everybody. <laughs> sit down and be humble. <laughs> yeah, there's still the tribe that I want to see go back to tribal the most right now. I just want to see how it's going to play out. And you see Daniel's like, how in the world is Chanel getting off scot-free when I'm when like we were together in on this and I'm getting all the heat and Chanel's looking like she's Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> um so I wanted to point out it feels like Daniel has sat out a of a lot of challenges this season. Like, is he trying to come for uh the queen's title of the person who's oh, instead of the sandra bench it's going to be the, <laughs> the daniel. daniel bench well i think mainly it's probably because of dislocating the shoulder 
So, so you think it's still affecting him? Like we we saw in the previews where they like mention it again. Like maybe that's why. Maybe he's saying like, "Yeah, my arm still hurts." And then I was like, "Listen, I'm the one having to freaking bust my ass in these challenges because he has to set out because of his arm." And look out there, he's out there swimming, and he can go swimming and all that. And yet I have to like waste all my energy in these challenges. Um, I don't know. That's a good point. Good point. I don't know. I, I'm very curious to see. Is there anything else from this episode? I do not believe so, sir. All right, so I guess that will do it for this episode of the Survivor Analyst Podcast. Be sure to tune in next week as we recap episode five of Survivor 42. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Analyst Podcast and on Instagram, Survivor underscore podcast or Survivor underscore Analyst underscore podcast. And and until then, we will see you guys next time. Bye-bye.